Hello and welcome to the How to Hold a Pencil Journal, Episode 2. My name is Ruben Inger and I'm your host. And for those of you who don't know, uh, for those of you new to the show uh, and the journal in particular, uh, this is a place where I talk to you guys, the listeners, all about the different aspects of learning some of the hard and soft skills of being a developer and really working in the web tech industry. Um, and it's really sort of like my own blog, just in audio format. Not, you know, I've enjoyed it. And I think the listeners who've listened to the first episode have enjoyed it. And I think I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, let me know what you think. If you like the show, you can uh, rate and review in the show on iTunes. I can't tell you how important it is. Uh, subscribe in your podcast app of choice. I'm a big fan of Overcast. Um, and uh, tell your friends on Twitter. Or you could just let me know on Twitter. I'm at Ruben Ingbert. Uh, this episode, I want to talk to you about uh, something that a lot of us go through, and that's finding a job. And the reason I want to talk about finding a job is that I think from what I've gathered from listening to lots of podcasts uh, in the industry, a lot of people talk about you know finding your passion and finding uh, a way to do your passion, uh, whether that's freelancing or building your own product. And while I think all of that is great, and I love moonlighting, it's, you know, freelancing part-time, uh, it's so much fun. You get to pick the projects you work on, you get to work with great people, and you really get to uh, dive deep into things that you wouldn't necessarily dive deep into in a day job. So, like, for me, I'm a front-end developer, so my day job is focused HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, but um, when I'm de- dealing with my own clients, I do front-end, back-end, design, everything, so I get to really uh, dive into the whole process, and I think that's great. But the reason I want to talk to you about finding a job is that I think that uh, working full-time is a great thing to do early on in your career. Um, and I talked to Charlie Park about this a little bit uh, in the next episode of How to Hold a Pencil, and he he talked about working and surrounding yourself in uh, surrounding yourself with people who are doing the same thing you're doing, and it's really helpful. And I think uh, working with a group of developers is really helpful. Uh, as well. Um, in the past couple of years, I've had to look for a job twice. Um, the first time by choice and, uh, you know, the first time uh, was a miserable long-term eight-month-plus project. Um, and it was, for me, it was a terrible process. I hated every minute of it. Um, and uh, I, I, well, let me tell you a little bit about it. Um Luckily, I, I at the end, I'll tell you the end and then work backwards. I landed a job with an agency um, through a contact that I made at a conference. Um, and working at the agency was great. Uh, and I learned so much. Um, you'd be surprised how much you learn while surrounded by other developers uh, working on large projects than you would learn all by yourself going through tutorials and stuff. And uh, I say this as a self-taught developer, um, tutorials will only get you so far. So after you've done a bunch of tutorials, you need to set yourself up with projects and work on them. And you can only do so many personal projects before you kind of not run out of ideas, but sort of seek more and your personal projects won't won't always be able to push you further. Whereas when you're working with a client or you're working at an agency or whatever, um, your boss or the client will come to you and say, hey, we need to do X, Y, and Z. And while you know X, Y uh, very well, Z is going to be the stretch and it'll give you the opportunity to stretch. Um, so that's kind of where what I did for, you know, almost two years. Um, and I loved it. It was great. And recent, recently uh, I chose to, uh, well, not by choice, but I had to find another job. And um, 
And this time I vowed finding a job would be totally different. Um, it happened on a Friday, and that weekend I you know, spent you know, looking inside myself, trying to figure out what I wanted to do next, where I wanted to go. <coughs> Excuse me. The Monday after it happened, um, I decided that I was going to hunker down and find something new right away. I didn't want it to be a long process. And so I devised a new strategy for finding a job. And I, for a lot of people who do job search professionally and stuff like that, uh, this will come as no surprise. But I, the first thing I did was I went through my list of contacts uh, in New York and really beyond New York too. Uh, and I emailed literally anyone I knew in the tech world. Um, even if those were people that I met once at a conference or I talked to for five seconds at a meetup, if I had your email address and uh, we had talked, um, I reached out to you. And first, before I continue, I want to say thank you to every single person who listened to me, responded to my emails, had a coffee with me, went to lunch, whatever it was, uh, your advice and your insight and really your leads and contacts were uh, so helpful. And for anybody listening to the show who doesn't think that people are willing to help you, uh, people are so helpful, surprisingly so. I mean, uh, and, you know, a tiny relationship can blossom really quickly into something that'll help you out. Um, and that's not why you should make friends, obviously not, but you should, uh, you really should find a way to build your network and to communicate with people. And I think that having a network is really important in this world and really helpful, uh, to move forward. But I want to talk about my email strategy. And it was two-folded. Um, the first was I sent uh, nearly a couple of dozen uh, introductory emails where I just checked in with people and told them what had happened and asked for any leads that they might have. Um, and I got a bunch. I got a bunch of, oh, my company is hiring. Oh, this company I know is hiring. Um, oh, come in. Let's, you know, let's sit down with some of my team and see where we might be able to find a spot for you. Um, and it was really amazing. I, I couldn't really, I never guessed that people would be so helpful and so outgoing to help me out. And then when I, the next day on Tuesday that I started to cross reference, uh, the jobs that I found online, whether it was on authentic jobs or indeed or idealist or just LinkedIn or whatever it was. Um, and I started cross cross referencing those jobs that I found interesting, uh, with people that I know that could be connected to those companies, whether they worked there or they uh, they had done freelance work with them, or I knew that they had a connection to so and so, whatever it was, I I um I did that, and I think this cross section uh, was super helpful. Um, it led me to a lot of interviews. Um, so this is the process that I would go through for these types of jobs. I would apply for the job on the jobs website. So. I'd go to company X, I'd fill out their form, I'd send in their thing. And then immediately after, I'd send an email to my contact asking, uh, letting them know my situation if I hadn't already and saying, hey, I applied for this position at your company. I think I'd be a really good fit because of X, Y, and Z. Um, do you mind uh, Do you mind uh, mentioning to the hiring manager that you know so-and-so applied? Hiring, man- hiring managers are crazy busy. They get literally hundreds upon hundreds of resumes for a single position, and they can't be expected to read them all. Um, 
and I think that as somebody who has done hiring before, uh, most of the hiring managers are very receptive to coworkers and colleagues pointing out a specific resume. Um, and that pointing out, that flagging of your resume goes a long way. Now, this alone wouldn't get me or anyone else a job, but it gets you past the first screen and then once you're that get, that gets your foot in the door and then once your foot's in the door uh it'll help you then you're then it, then it's on you to sell yourself um it's on you to do the code challenge it's on you to be qualified for the position um but it really helps to sort of get the process started beyond the original uh email so i want to talk about uh beyond the original application um so next i want to just touch on and this is briefly and this is something that uh, I think that a lot of people uh, gripe with as as employees or for future employees, um, and that's the code challenges. Some of them are going to be great, like some of them you're going to love, some of them you're going to think, oh, it's it, it's fun, and then some of them are uh, I personally think are going to be a request that goes too far. Um, some of them I thought made a lot of sense, and others they were just excessive. Um, I had one. Uh, one company asked me to, or at least one company asked me to basically build a complete HTML temp- template. Uh, you know, you know, they sent me a PSD and they're like, okay, build this. Um, and th- it was comp, it was complex. It wasn't an easy template. It wasn't uh, a simple thing. And I'm not saying it should have been simple, but if you look at my background and you look at the projects I've done, you could see that I've done a lot of work like this. So I don't understand why doing another one is helpful. Um, another company had me do this code sample that I thought was awesome. Like it was fun to build. I got to use a bunch of JavaScript that I that I love doing. Um, and then I get to the in-person interview and they had me take a multiple choice test similar to the SATs. Um, and the questions were, were set up to confuse the test taker. And I don't know. I, I, I think if you ask any developer, a quiz like this isn't going to help me do my job better. But, you know, this is what they chose to do. And you really just got to prepare yourself for all these different things that you're going to throw at your that uh, future employers are going to throw at you. And when you get a code challenge, it's really important to take the code challenge and look through it and see um, and see how that is going to impact your ability to work for the company or not. Um, because there are some companies where they're going to send you a code challenge and be like, I want to work at this company so bad. So this is, you know, this is the type of work they expect and this is what I want to do. Um, and you're going to want to do it. And then you're going to see other code challenges and things that get emailed to you. And you're going to think to yourself, you know, this is how this company operates. I, I don't know if this is how I want to do it. Um, and it takes a lot when you're looking for a job, especially if it's not something you're doing by choice, uh, for you to make those decisions. Um, and you have to have the ability to say no, and you have the ability to say, you know what, uh, thanks for the opportunity, but I'm really not interested, um, or I really don't think this is going to be a right fit, because that's the whole idea of a job interview, in my opinion, isn't one-sided whatsoever. It's really a two-sided thing. Not only is the company seeing if you're a right fit for the company, but you're seeing if the company is the right fit for you, and I think that's something a lot of people don't uh, fully understand uh, at the beginning of looking for a job and it's really hard to understand and really hard to wrap your head around um because when you're forced to look for a job and you're forced to you know you gotta pay your bills you know you gotta you gotta make money uh you know you want any job and 
I, I can understand that. I've trust me, I've been in that in that position before. But I think uh, in this world, especially if you're in one of the major tech hubs or if you're working remotely or whatever it might be, you have the opportunity to really find a fit for yourself. Um, so yeah, so I think that uh, finding a job is tough. I think that you should, even if you're not in the process of finding a job for yourself right now, you should definitely start to build your network because your network is so important. Uh, it'll help you in the long run, both uh, both you know, on a friendship level, it'll help. And then on a level of if you're ever in the position where you're forced to be looking for a job, that'll help you too. Um, and so, yeah, build that network, use that. And uh, when you're looking for a job, I think it's important for you to not only be the interviewee, but you're also the interviewer. And you're the one who's who needs to make sure you're, that the company feels right to you and the people you're working with uh, feels right to you as well. Um, I really hope you enjoyed me talking to you guys about jobs and job searching a little bit. Um, I know this was a little bit all over the place and I apologize for that, but um, I hope you were able to get something out of it. If you were, let me know uh, on Twitter. I'm at Ruben Ingber. That's R-E-U-B-E-N-I-N-G-B-E-R. You could let me know via the show Twitter at Hold a Pencil. Um, And if you like the show, subscribe, rate in iTunes. I can't begin to tell you how important those ratings are. Uh, It really helps people find the show. And I want more people to listen. I want more people to to be a part of this conversation. Um, And that's it. Uh, Have a great week. Later in the week, we'll have an interview. I'm going to post an interview with Charlie Park from If This Then That. Um, And I have some great interviews coming up in the next couple weeks and some great journal entries also. Uh, Oh, great. See you later in the week.